This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I was just saying to the guys, that Boston-Milwaukee game, that beatdown, that's a beatdown. If you're Milwaukee, you never forget. You never forget. I mean, it was 100 to 61 in the third (laughs) quarter, and Giannis was sitting on the bench like, it's over. We're done. I'm done for the night. Oh, that's a that that's an old fashioned take you out to the woodshed and let you know what's happening. Yeah, oh. we we've seen a couple of those in the course of the year. Who was it? The Nets that had one. I feel like the I think Nets they did. had one. I think they did have one. I can't remember what like, it was. Yeah. Oh. Well, they had the the Knicks had the blowout one against the 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 Nets, but there was an, I feel like there was another one that the Nets were like down by like forty points or something along those lines. I can't remember. But that, you don't, I mean, that's Milwaukee. I 140 mean, to 99. And it wasn't that close. No. <laughs> it wasn't the, that in close. The words of, in the words of uh, our, our old pal Warner Wolf at halftime, shut your your sets off there. That's right. Yeah, you could have turned your sets off at half. Oh. You could have turned them off pretty much after the first quarter. No question. No question. I mean, Boston was heated, and they, they wanted to send a message, and uh, the message well, was sent loud and clear. Loud and clear. Wow. Unbelievable. Well, Gordon, it's official. Julius Randle will have his sprained left ankle reevaluated in two weeks. According to the team, they made the announcement earlier today, which means he will miss at least the final five games of the regular season, beginning tomorrow night against the Cavaliers and possibly the start of the playoffs. Now, as long as the Knicks are not in the play-in round, the playoffs for them would start no earlier than April 15th. And historically, the league has played eight game ones on the first two playoff days. This year, that would be April 15 and 16. So, uh, you know, hopefully he can heal quickly. They'll do everything. But this is this is a blow. This is a blow to them. And, and you know, you, you just hope that, uh, you know, the people that come in can, you know, ride the storm until you get it back. I have to be honest. I was really shocked that he's going to be out that long. Because uh, mm-hmm. he just kind of seems like he's an indestructible player. Uh, as yeah. we said last night, you, you know, for all the criticism, and there's, there's been plenty of it, a lot of it justified about Julius Randle during his time with the Knicks. One thing you can never say about Julius Randle is that he's not tough. He is mm-hmm. as tough as they come. He is uh, sometimes a bull in a china shop down low and everything else. And yeah. uh, I, I, I still kind of find, find it hard to believe that he would not be there for the start of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just kind of hoping that he's going to be a fast healer uh, and that you'll just have to ride out the last five games without him, and that by the time the playoffs start, he will feel better. Let's hope so, uh, because look, you know, you, you 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 play all these games to get in this position. The Knicks mm-hmm. have not been in this position all that often, and to get into this position, uh, you, you're going to need everybody, and you're certainly going to need Julius Randle. So hopefully, this is a, a case where he just gets the rest, and and the rest provides him the the, the healing time that he needs. But it, I was really shocked, Larry, that he's not – it's a possibility the Knicks have to play a playoff series without Julius Randle. Yeah, it's scary. It is scary. Um, so now, for you at 1-800-919-3776, what should the Knicks do? What What are you expecting out of this team now? What are you, what are you expecting with these last couple of games, these final five games? Because really, I mean, let's face it, tomorrow night is the last team that they face that's over 500. All the other teams they're going to face are under 500. But as we know, Gordon, that's not necessarily mean anything because they they play to the level mm. of their competition more times than not. 
And two of these games, now two of these games are against the Indiana Pacer team that, I mean, let's face it, Gordon, they've, they've packed their golf bags for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know what to expect from them. But nevertheless, uh, you still, you have not solidified this fifth spot yet. So you really need to, you know, lock it, do what you need to do and lock in and get this and lock in for this, this to make sure you get this fifth seed. Um, because, I mean, it's going to be tough enough for you to listen going in we were talking about not guaranteeing a win against Cleveland but saying that this is an easy of the two matchups you had Cleveland and Philly that Cleveland was a, a little easier matchup you can battle with them a little bit better than you can battle with Philadelphia because for me Joel Embiid is the MVP of the of the year in the NBA so now going into these five you really need to lock in that fifth slot Fifth slot. Yeah. Um, and look, you could lock in five, you could get Cleveland, and you could still get hammered. Absolutely. No <laughs> question. That is a distinct possibility. But I think if there is any road uh, to a, a second round for the Knicks, the, the path to victory is a little wider with Cleveland than with anybody else. But uh, at this point, it feels like it's riding on Julius Randle's health. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to inv- – and I, I, if I had to pick – a team in the Knicks and Cavs series, even at full strength, I probably would still go with the Cavs, mm-hmm. especially since Omar in Brooklyn called the other day, the other Saturday or so, and said that the, the Knicks are going to take out the Cavs. And I said, well, then I definitely got to put some money on the Cavs. <laughs> but uh, if they don't have Julius Randle, I, yeah. I really don't like their chances. No, I don't. I don't either. And this is a, Gordon, this is a big moment for Obi Toppin, right? Yeah. He's got to... He is going to get – he has the potential. Let me put it this way. He has the potential to get a lot of playing time in this situation, and this is his time to shine. Let's see what he does with it. Let's see how he performs. Let's see if he can take that next step up. I mean, we saw the talent available last year this time when they were playing teams and neither one of, neither them nor the team they were playing had anything to play for, and he was magnificent. Uh, let's see if he can – play both ends of the court. The The three-point shot has gotten better. There's no question about that. You love him in transition. But Gordon, on the on the defensive side, he struggled this year. He struggled more this year than he had last year. He really has. He is. He seems to be – he jumps a fake and he's up in the air. He jumps too quick. And he, he's always trailing his defenders. So he needs to do – he needs to give minutes. Because I, I'm going to tell you right now, you know the man with the hook. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yep he'll put him on that bench and he'll be sitting next to Evan Fournier mm-hmm. so this is his opportunity to show us what he can do and I don't know necessarily that it's been him that has been making the calls as much as it's Nick's fans that want to see him but you know I'm sure that at some point you know he was the eighth pick in the draft he's like when am I going to get my chance mm-hmm. here you go pal yep you never know when it's going to come and, and it, it, it's it's here right now and it's five games at least. Maybe it's more than that. And if you want to change the narrative, we've seen other people in other sports be able to change the narrative in New York. This is his opportunity to to grab a chance by the, the horns and, and ride it and, and really put the Knicks in a, in a tough position, but in a great position. Right? Yeah. If he goes out there and really plays well, well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough. All right, we got to figure out a way to get him some more minutes, but... Uh, that, I think that's an op, that's a that's a challenge that Tom Thibodeau would love to have. Or what it does is, 
it's another player that you could showcase, Gordon, that would help you get a talent, a, a player with the talent that will take you to the next level. You've seen what, how quickly has looked this year, and we talked about how well he's done. You see what Grimes has been able to do. And uh, Jay Blaze tweeted last night to us about now that these players are starting to show what they are, now they're more marketable along with your draft choices, Gordon, if you decided, if there was a player that you picked, okay, that you decided that could help take you to that next level, now you're starting to show the dividends from these young players that you have that maybe one of those or two of those could be placed into a deal that could take that could bring you a more established player. Luca, come on down. <laughs> I don't know who would dribble more, him or Randall. Or <laughs> be a lot of uh, we'll figure it out from there. Get him here figure first. And... You worry about it then, right, Gordon? Oh my! I mean, have the have the Knicks just owned the Mavericks? I mean, oh, you take please. a look at what they've done uh, that trade with the with Porzingis and everything else, and then stealing away Brunson, and they got a lot of former Knicks on that team right now. They and do. that team is that team is looking like a lot of former Knicks on that team right now. Tim Hardaway Jr. on that team. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, right. you're right. The New York Islanders' 50th anniversary season continues with celebrations and giveaways all season long at the UBS Arena. ESPN New York wants to make you a part of this historic season. Enter to win two free tickets to see the Islanders face off against the Philadelphia Flyers at home on April 8th. Just download the ESPN New York app, scroll down to contest, and submit your entry. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. And be sure to visit NewYorkIslanders.com for team news, tickets, and more. And you can catch every Islanders game live on the Islanders stream, heard only on the ESPN New York app. We'll talk next next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. We find out he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. I mean, that's, it's not good. Not good. Not what you want. Not what you were hoping to hear. And it no. really, I, I, I'll be honest with you, obviously it was a serious injury. He left the game, didn't come back. But with as tough as he is, I figured, ah, you can't, you can't, can't hold him out for long. That's right. And apparently he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, and, and hopefully that's all it is. Yeah, hope, hope so. Because they, listen, <laughs> does, he, does he put himself in the rant with the Randall handle in the spin cycle? Yes. Mm-hmm. Does he drive you crazy dribbling to the sideline or people turn to take the ball away from him? Yes. I mean, th- there are things that just is maddening with him. And late in games, you just know that there's something you wait for a key crucial turnover that he's going to make. But Gordon, on the other side, there's nobody on that team that's giving you 25 and 10 other than him. Consistently. Nope, absolutely. And, and maybe for a guy who does not always get the appreciation that he deserves, maybe this is the time. <laughs> yeah, it's always, it can always be worse, and now that you don't have him, maybe now you'll appreciate him. No, no doubt about that. Richard's in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hey, fellas. Uh, I, uh, Larry, I agree with uh, you 100%. Joel Embiid is the MVP. You know, I've been following his box scores. In the last three weeks, I think he's hit 90 out of his last 100 free throws. He's become a really prolific foul throw shooter, free throw shooter. So, uh, you know, it's amazing. North Texas is playing UAB in the uh, men's NIT. Mm-hmm. Now, North Texas can win a championship in Texas. Not Houston, not Baylor, and not the University of Texas, but North Texas. 
win a championship for that state. I, I find that kind of funny. And, li- and a little shout-out for Columbia University's women's team. They're mm. playing for the women's NIT championship on Saturday. They're nice. going out to Kansas. They're playing nice. them. Uh, now, NBA. This is an amazing uh, stat I'm going to give you. Well, in fact, look at the top five teams in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Denver's been in the NBA since the uh, merger, right, with Dan yep. Issel and all them. That's yes. 50 years. Mm-hmm. Memphis started out, what, as the uh, Vancouver uh, Grizzlies or whatever yes. in, up in Canada. They've been in mm-hmm. the league 40 years. Sacramento, they started out as the Kansas City Royals, and I'm saying maybe 70 years ago at least. Okay? Then mm-hmm. you got Phoenix, you know, with the Connie Hawkins and Neil Walk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then the L.A. Clippers, Larry, you know who they started out as? Buffalo Bill, uh, Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Braves with Braves, McAdoo yeah. and uh, Randy Smith and those boys. Ernie D. Ernie D. Okay. Gregorio. So I just gave you the five top teams in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. They've combined to be in the NBA 275 years, approximately. I may be off. You know me, Larry. I go everything on memory, nothing with the computer with me. Mm-hmm. Everything on memory. 275 years, those five teams. Larry, mm-hmm. Gordon, guess how many combined championships, NBA championships, those teams have won? Unless I'm wrong. One? Which one? Who? I don't think any. Who? Who do you have as one? Phoenix, no. Did Phoenix no. win? With, not with no. Charles. Nope. No. Phoenix never won. No, they didn't win it that year with Boston, with uh, Alvin Adams, no? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, no, no, yeah. they didn't win. No, they put mm-hmm. a good fight, but they didn't win. Yeah. Sacramento with Weber never no. went, right? No, never did. And Denver, I know, never did. And the Clippers, nope. with, uh, as Braves, no, right? L.A. never won it, did they? No. Kawhi never won it, right? It was with nope. Toronto. Yep, right, with Toronto. So you got yep. 275 years of futility of those five. I mean, I'd love to see them come out of the Western Conference, you know? That would be a nice thing. Obviously, those five teams are probably not the favorites. The three in the East would probably be favorites, but uh, – I find that pretty interesting. I'd love to see it, though, the West have something, you know, without uh, L.A., the uh, Lakers or the uh, Golden State Warriors winning it. So that's something that I'd find amazing. Fellas, always a pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right, Richard. Thanks for checking in. Um, you know, I saw a feature today already. Now that uh, Sacramento is heading to the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what's coming. Yeah, they already The team did. with the longest playoff drought in North American sports is now... The New York Jets. Yeah, they handed the baton over to them. <sighs> well, so here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, as soon as they get uh, the deal done, because they mm-hmm. will get the deal done eventually, mm-hmm. you would think that they probably will have the best odds to not just make the playoffs, but go deep into the playoffs that they've had in a very long time. You would think. Maybe you would think. maybe since the year that they what was that ninety eight when when Vinny you know they they got Vinny to the, the playoffs Jets? yeah and mm-hmm. Vinny went down the first week yeah yep Jets have had some really tough situations for them. <laughs> they have <laughs> had, really they have had their situation. share they have had their share they really have they really really have and it just it just you know and you keep hearing you know and people and it's so funny. Well, we, at least we didn't do it last night, Gordon, so we we're allowed to talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers tonight because mm-hmm. we took a night off last night. Yep. Um, it's so funny because you keep hearing people talking about, well, you know, neither team is in a rush to get this done and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And, you know, for either, either 
thank God the leverage con- conversation is over with. Nobody's yes. talking about that anymore. Oh, I mean, my God. It's happy with that. But then it's, well, you know, it's April. It's the draft. It's it's when the money comes off the books. It's all this stuff. It'll get done when it gets done. You know, at this point, just wake me wake, wake me when he's here for the press conference. That, that's I will, all I want now. I will say this. Rodgers, in his appearance on McAfee, has done a good job of controlling the narrative because most people, and maybe it's because we're in New York and we, have, we deal with Jet fans mostly, but it seems that most people, the narrative surrounding the holdup is that the Packers are asking for too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has done when, a good job at that. I mean – well, I mean, maybe they are asking too much. Maybe the Jets aren't willing to pay. I mean, it's a it's a negotiation, so it's right. it's on both sides. But it, it, yep. anytime you you'll turn on like NFL Live and they'll be talking about it, the the little blurb at the bottom is Packers are are asking too much for Rodgers. That's why it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. So mm-hmm. hopefully he can control the offense as well as he's controlled the narrative in the offseason. He's done an interesting job here, and it's funny because you know that Green Bay just can't wait to get rid of him. Oh. Well, I think that they do, but I, I, if I were them, and I'll be honest, I have a little level of petty. I think we all have a little level oh, of petty. Absolutely. I mean, what's what's the rush on my end? Mm-hmm. I don't need to say, you know, if, if I'm going to get a third-round pick either now or later, I guess the draft is the thing, but that's still yeah. a month away. Yep. Uh, but if I'm going to get a bad deal, then I'll just I'll just keep waiting. You know, I'll wait till if, I get the money off the books. Right. If I, I only have one team, the Jets aren't going anywhere. The Jets. Nope. Are, we have to stop. And I know the people they're, they're trying to fill the the content hole, so they can, well, you know what, the Jets could maybe turn around and and say that they want Matthew Stafford. They're not doing that. No. They, it's clear they have one guy in mind. It's Rodgers. They're getting Rodgers. So if you're the Packers, you can just say, you know, if I'm getting a bad deal now, maybe I'll get a bad deal later too. But uh, I'll take my time with it. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's and Lamar Jackson is not in the mix. He's not in the mix. Clearly, now, if he was he in the mix. It would be now if he was in the mix. That would that would, that would oh, put the pressure oh, on oh, him, right? Oh, Absolutely good. Oh, oh, oh. Or if the Jets had not completely shown their hand in that they are they are all in on one guy and one guy only, and maybe mm-hmm. to land that guy, you have to be all in on that guy. You have to yeah. make it clear to him that he is the only. Uh, the only focus of of your organization, but yep. the Jets have tipped their hand that the, the only guy they're getting is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we don't want to negotiate in bad faith. I, I don't. I don't know what that. I, I have to assume that that's them telling Rodgers. No, 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 no. We we love you. We love you. Oh my God, the amount of 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 bending over backwards that this organization is going to have to do for this guy. <laughs> Whew, it's only just beginning. It's only just beginning. You want to get the coach, you got his receiver, you're going to get other players based on him. I mean, uh, he's going to just come in here and take it over. And and as as I always say, the only rule is it's got to work. It better work. Yeah, If it works, nobody will complain. Nobody cares. Oh, my God, if it doesn't work, Larry, hold on. I know. Hold on to your hats. You think we I talk know. a lot of Rodgers now. <laughs> and just remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, next year we'll be doing the same thing. Is he coming oh, back? Oh, absolutely! Is he not coming back? Absolutely. I don't. I don't care if he gets up there that first day and says, "No, I have. I my intention is to be here for two years. I am. I am going to carve it in these tablets. I have this mm-hmm. tablet carver that is going to do to uh, do work for me. That says I will be with the Jets for the next two seasons, and I will carry them to and from practice every single day like Moses with the Ten Commandments. It doesn't matter what he says." He's here for one year until he plays the second year. That's right. No question about it. So get ready. We'll be, 
We'll be tuning in to McAfee next year to figure out who's coming oh, well, that's back. Be like the Oscars. <laughs> the Jets right. quarterback in 2024 will be? <laughs> oh, Zach boy, Wilson? Boy. No, that's not going to happen. Ooh. No, it can't be. It can't be. When we return, we've got more bracket announcements, don't we, Gordon? Yes. We are, we are down to, Larry, the final four. Ooh, and, we'll find and I who- have a bone to pick with some of those people out there, Larry. Let me Uh-oh. tell you, I, I, Step Brothers. Uh, no, don't say it. Don't say I it. Don't say, say it. Don't, don't, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. That's just Step Brothers. We'll find out next on ninety-eight-seven ESPN. I go everything on memory. Nothing with the computer with me. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. All right, so you know that music. It is time for the rewatchable movie bracket, Larry. And uh, look, you know me. I have said throughout the tournament, generally what a great job the voters have done. They've come come hard. They've come, you know, they've brought the numbers. Mm -hmm. They have voted early. They have voted often. And generally, generally have gotten things right. Until now, Larry, Uh-oh. they've screwed it up, and no, Uh-oh. it is not. Uh, it is not the Step Brothers. Okay. How does the Dark Knight beat Shawshank Redemption? Oh Shawshank no, no is, way! Uh, it's unbelievable to me, Larry. <laughs> it's incredible to me. It's a Batman movie. You've seen it a thousand times. Of the Batman, the Batman, the Batman. I get it. His parents died, and he became the Batman, and he's got all the great weapons and tools. And look, I like the Dark Knight. But the star of the movie of The Dark Knight is not The Dark Knight. It's The Joker. Yeah. (laughs) Terrible, terrible job by the voting public. But we are down to our final four, Larry. Okay. (laughs) In one semifinal, Mm -hmm. we will have the number one seed, the only number one seed that remains, and it is The Godfather. Of course. Godfather wins Region One. Was a heavy favorite. The number one overall seed coming in. They have, they are no Gonzaga. That's for sure. They have been able to hold up their end of the deal so far. They will be taking on the number six Major League. Ooh, who pulls Ooh. off the upset? They pull off the upset of the other number one that was left. Major League takes out Back to the Future. Ever so wow. close, Larry. Fifty point eight. To forty nine point two. Wow, that was, ooh, buzzer beater. Buzzer beater there. Nice. And then, and the other, uh, the other semifinal matchup, it will be the number two seed, the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. After just really hammering Shawshank like that little rock hammer that Andy Dufresne had to tunnel out of his out of the prison, fifty five uh, to forty five. Uh huh. And they will be taking on. Yes. The number 15 seed, Step Brothers. Step Brothers continues to surprise. <laughs> they are the story of the turn. The 15 seed, Larry. They're like, uh, what was that one a couple of years ago with the Loyola of Chicago? Yeah. They are our Loyola of Chicago. They keep winning. Wow. They are into the Final Four. So uh, voting will be up momentarily here, and your, your choices will be Godfather versus Major League oh, or Dark Knight versus Step Brothers for the championship, which we will have on Monday night in the rewatchable movie bracket. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You can vote now at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN 98 underscore 7 FM. 
Uh, vote early, vote often, and it'll be interesting to see who will meet in the finals on Monday night. Wow. Step Brothers. Uh, it's amazing. They're still it's, in it. I mean, they were they were one of the last teams to make the field. Yep. Uh, they had the controversy with the, the My Cousin Vinny. They not yep. only outlast My Cousin Vinny, but uh, still are part of the, the, of, the, of the bracket. So we'll see if they're able to pull it off. And imagine the 15, a 15 seed has never won the NCAA tournament, but it could very well mm. win the rewatchable movie bracket. That is, that is incredible. That is incredible. And I am, I'm really surprised that the, the Dark Knight, all of oh. them, and there was controversy. The when I did this a couple of years ago, there was some controversy surrounding the Dark Knight. So I don't know if it's the people that still remember that back then. I don't know if it's just uh, the amount of time that, you know, sometimes with rewatchable movies, mm-hmm. it's almost like the song you hear too often. Yeah. You tune so, it out. It, yeah. So maybe <laughs> Shawshank, it's just, uh, it's, it's played out for a lot of people, whereas the mm-hmm. Dark Knight is not. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what what a what a pair of matchups that is! Nobody could have wow. predicted that. You know, as unpredictable as the tournament has been this year, the rewatchable movie bracket has been even more unpredictable. Boy, I tell you, we from movie theme from from TV show themes to movie to rewatchable movies, the audience never they never uh, they never stop to surprise. Well, I will say this: when we did the theme songs, we got down to the final four, and I said. I think three out of the four would be acceptable to me. I could make an argument for three out of the four, and then, of course, the audience picked the fourth one that didn't, <laughs> that didn't deserve to win, and they picked it anyway. This time, I think that there is one obvious – if you look at all four, one stands out more than all the others. Mm-hmm. I don't want to shade the voting in any way. Nope, don't do that. Nope. But if these people screw this up, I will not be happy, Larry. I know. I know. I'm not happy now. I know. And it's only going to get worse because it'll be the championship oh, game. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it'll oh be for the gosh. title. Tweet that. Print that. Uh, it would be rough. It really would be rough. It would be rough. Well, Gordon, at 1145, we will come back and do our uh, baseball program. You know, we, we, we always go around and yes. take you to the ballpark. And mm-hmm. we have, of course, a feature answer with Aaron. But we'll hear from Aaron Judge. We'll hear from... You know, Buck Showalter, we hear from both the, of the baseball teams. But I just, I just want to take a moment to just get an idea of what you have planned for the folks who are coming up on Saturday to hang out with you at Mohegan Sun. Well, we, we're, we're lining up some guests, uh, oh, nice. you know, to, to talk to uh, as mm-hmm. we'll, uh, you know, be looking ahead to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, that will be a major focus. Obviously, whatever happens in the baseball here the next couple of days, assuming mm-hmm. the Mets can get through a day without any new injuries popping up, the Yankees Absolutely. can get through a day without any new injuries popping up. Uh, so that will be a major focus. I, I, look, we're on for three and a half hours. So they, plus, you'll be talking about Knicks and what happened. Oh, with, of uh, course. I mean, Cleveland? of course, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, it's three and a half hours, so we'll have to mention Aaron Rodgers at least a couple of times. Uh, Legally, we're required to. <laughs> we it, it's a it's a rule that uh, sports talk radio stations must. It's like the like the Howard Stern movie, uh, Private Parts, where they say yes, you have to yeah. mention the, the time four times an hour. Yes. Uh, you have to mention Aaron Rodgers at least once an hour. And then, of course, we'll have uh, – it's a Saturday, so we'll have What I Learned on TikTok, a live edition of What I Learned on TikTok. So now, will people be acting these things out? 
I don't think that anybody will even know that I'm there, Larry. I got to be I, honest I with you. I'm not really. I'm not really anticipating crowd reaction. I've done these things before, and I know how these things go. I disagree. And, and it's like uh, it's almost like you're in the zoo. People are walking by. They don't know why you're there. Uh, they're pointing at you. They're 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 looking. They have very <laughs> puzzled looks. <laughs> so I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting. Uh, the fans to be, you know, standing and chanting my name as I as I show up on site. Gordon, well, you never know these Gordon, things. Gordon, yeah, I don't. I would not. No. I would not expect that no. to, to be the case. I got a surprise for you. What you're going to show up? <laughs> that, that would really be a surprise. You better leave now. <laughs> no, I think you're. I think you're underselling yourself. People are going to uh, maybe know you're look. There. I would much rather look if, if if it turns out to. I would always rather be wrong and happy than right and miserable. Okay. Like That's when I doubt the Dolphins, I'd always I always want to be wrong. Okay. I'd love to be wrong just one okay. time. All right. I never am, but I'd like I would like one time for it to happen. So if, well, if, if, if there, if there are people one. that show up and, and want to say hello and take pictures and, and I don't know, maybe get on the I don't know. We'll see how the day goes. I like to fly by the seat of my pants. I'm not big on preparation. Like the fact that you you always remind me of when the show is. <laughs> and when, don't forget, I'm off this day. All right, Larry. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You um, know. I just I don't want you to show up and it's like, huh? He hasn't, he, you haven't got so, Larry yet? No. Yeah. <laughs> Some, yeah, I, 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 I would not be surprised if I have as many people there as I have when I'm in the basement. You know, I'm not. I'm not. Uh... I think you'll double that audience. Well, let's hope so. Let's yeah, hope you'll so. double that audience. I think so. I think so. So once again, go, now where are you going to be at Mohegan Sun? Mohegan Sun's a big casino. Is there a spot, spot you're going to be I, in? I, those details will be made available to me, Larry, when I need to know. And okay, apparently, good. I do not need to know yet. Well, you'll need to know when you get there. Right. So I have a confirmation there, code, so I know that I, I have at least that much. Okay. You know. This Good. is like uh, that means you're like, allowed in the building. <laughs> I am, I am. We will That's see good. what That's ends up uh, transpiring from that. Yeah. But, no, I think you can have a ball. I think you can have a oh, ball. Oh, I'll have a I, look. I'll have a great time. I think the listeners will have a great time. Whether or not any listeners show up, that I can't control. Well, I think I think you have a couple of surprise folks on the Saturday afternoon. Why not take a drive? Uh, it, it you couldn't. I I've not been there in a while, but uh, the 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 description of the place and and the setup with the big screens and oh. the betting kiosks. I mean, it seems like a perfect place oh. to uh, to spend a Saturday with the tournament going on and baseball going on and basketball going on. It's perfect. Uh, you couldn't really ask for much more than that. So the the environment will be fantastic. I think the show will be good. Mm-hmm. Whether no, the or not there's any crossover between those two, I, I cannot. I can neither confirm nor deny. Show's gonna be great because the show's great every Saturday. I appreciate every Saturday. that. It's, it's not, you, you do a great job. Do a great job. When we return, go to the ballpark for the first time this season. Ooh, can't wait. We'll do that next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Brendan Fitzsimmons at the top of the hour. Hardesty and Damer until then. Time to go to the ballparks. We begin, Gordon, in Florida, where the Mets beat the Marlins by the score of 5-3. to three. Max Scherzer, six innings, four hits, three runs all earned, six strikeouts, and a couple of walks. Brandon Nimmo, one for three with three RBI, a walk and run scored. 
And here's what Brandon Nimmo had to say about opening day. It felt like a home game. You know, there was a lot of let's go Mets chance and seven line showed up in full force. That was awesome. So it was, you know, it was really awesome. It's kind of like Yankees at Tampa. <laughs> it feels like a home game. Mm. <laughs> David Robinson came on to get the save in the game today. Rather, I didn't have to reach for the acid bottle, the antacid, Gordon. He did a nice Not job. Not today. Not today. And he was asked, so what's your role with the team? I've heard, uh, listen, when the phone rings, it might be you. So I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I mean, like every team I've been on in the past three or four years, or you know, I, when the phone rings, it could be me. Late inning, high leverage, I expect uh, it could be me. So I'm always stretched out and ready, ready to go in those outings. And he did a nice job today, Gordon. Now listen, we know he's got the experience. We know he knows how to pitch in New York. He did it in the Bronx following the great Mariano Rivera. So we know he knows how to pitch. The question is... Will he be able to be as consistent as he's been in previous years? Yeah, uh, that's uh, that, and, and stay healthy, right? I mean, that's yeah. the the main thing as well, especially for uh, for teams that uh, have dealt with the, their share of injuries already. Yeah, no question about it. Another reliever who came from injury because he couldn't pitch in the World Baseball Classic is Brooks Rally, and he weighs in on being a Met. This is my fourth straight year with uh, my four different teams, so I've um, gotten a little accustomed to New Jersey and whatnot, but uh, from uh, day one, I've really enjoyed being with the Mets. I thought the staff's been great, and um, obviously getting off to a good start's always a great thing. And, uh, I thought Max set the tone, and uh, it was a good good uh, opening day for sure. All right, so he did a nice job as well, Gordon. So the bullpen, really nice job today. Good job, and makes you feel uh, good for one day. We'll see what happens, but for today, all is good. All is right in the world when you win on opening day. And the Mets are, the Mets generally do. I feel like the Mets always win on opening day. Yeah. Best in baseball. Best record in baseball on opening day. They it do a great job there. Every year. It's it's September that the issues. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the record in it's September. Not, not quite as sterling, no. It's not opening day. It's, it's September. Here's Buck Showalter on his bullpen usage. Who's to say what a high leverage piece is now, whatever? It's, it's all... The job has to be done by all of them, but, you know, I didn't want to use up too many guys. But the key is for them to come in and do the job. And if they do that, you can pass the load around. All right, so, you know, listen, and that's that's where I'm really curious to see how Buck is going to work, Gordon, because last year with, you know, with Diaz, he brought him in in the eighth inning, situations, you know, to get a, an out there, sometimes two outs and then maybe a four-out save, a five-out save. I don't know. We'll wait and see how what confidence he has, how the arms are, the health of the bullpen, the depth, who's in his circle of trust to see if he's going to be able to be that flexible uh, with this bullpen as we get closer and further on in the season. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be – I mean, baseball, there's so many games and they happen in such a short period of time. There are so many questions that we don't even know that the teams have yet that they'll have to answer by the end of it. So that's something? <laughs> yeah. It's am- and it happens every year, right? But yet we make predictions before the year every single year as if we know anything. Yeah. Let's head to the Bronx, Gordon. That's where the Yankees shut out San Francisco by the score of 5 to nothing. Oh, Garrett Cole, six innings, three hits, two walks, 11 strikeouts, most Ks ever by a Yankee in a season opener. Oh, by the way, he entered the season as plus 550 to favorite to lead MLB in strikeouts over at Caesars. Got off to a good start today, Gordon. There's no question about that. Here is Garrett Cole on his opening day start. 
I didn't think my command was great all day. I did make some good pitches in some good situations, but I thought that Trevi was using what we had really well, and he was locked in, giving us the most margin for error with the pitches that he was calling. All right, so, you know, Gary Cole and uh, uh, Gary Cole was just good today, Gordon. There's not much you can say. He was dominant. He was, love to see he was like electric. This. He walked that first guy and then just locked in, and, and, and he never seemed to – nothing seemed to impact him. Nothing seemed to affect him. He was outstanding. He was outstanding. As was Aaron Judge, first pitch home run. He was asked afterward, is this your greatest opening day so far? Yeah, anytime you come away with a win opening day and kind of get things rolling like that, man, it uh, makes for a pretty special opening day. But it was, you know, fans were loud. You know, great reception for everybody in the lineup. You know, it was pretty cool getting to see uh, Anthony Volpe's reception too there, you know, batting ninth. And you know, almost felt like he was chasing 62 there for his first at bat, man, the way the, the, way the crowd was. So it was... <laughs> It was pretty special, but we, uh, you know, what what a game! Cole starting off for us, and you know, coming away with the win, man, it was big time. Speaking of Volpe, Aaron, is helping the young guys a priority for you now that you're the captain? I try not to think about it. You know, I just try to be myself, which has always been about trying to make the rookies and the younger guys or guys we even trade for or, or, or sign, you know, try to make them comfortable. Because if they're comfortable, they're going to go out there and, you know, play to the best of their ability, you know. So if it's me having a conversation with them, getting to know them, asking them about their family life, you know, just joke with them on the bench a little bit, lighten things up. So it's so many different ways you can do it. But I, I've always tried to pride myself in trying to get to know all my teammates. So then, you know, when stuff hits a fan or they're going bad, going good, we can have some good conversations. You know, Gordon, he's done a great job of that. He, he's he's really been the Yankee captain unnamed since he's yeah. been there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's the guy everybody looks to. He's the guy that produces. So, yeah, the uh, it was never a question. Once he signed that contract, it was never a question who who was going to be the next captain or if he was going to be the next captain. It was clear he was going to be that guy. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's talk about Anthony, Anthony Volpe. Uh, stolen base today, handled all the plays. So, Anthony, what was your opening day experience like? It was probably the most fun day of my entire life. Um, the whole pregame festivities, I guess. I, I probably had goosebumps the whole day, but um, just to be out there and be feel like I got welcomed by the fans the way I did, and then be able to go out and just play, um, that was probably the best part. And what, and Gordon, you know what? Out of everything, that's probably the most important thing he said just going out and just playing. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's great that the fans had the reaction that they did, and I'm sure that there are expectations within the organization for what he'll do his rookie year, but the team, it, it's not riding on whether or not he succeeds or not. You, you want him to be acceptable at shortstop, make the plays at shortstop, and, and chip in where he can and how he can. But I think at some point it has to be just letting him settle in and, and hope, uh, you know, as you get through the first month of games that he's not struggling or is not out of place because he's not seemed like he's been out of place this entire time. No, he's done a nice job. And listen, you know, the fact that he was able to perform the way he did in the preseason games got him to this point. So mm-hmm. all he, he's, he's here now. Just, just have fun. That's all it's about. Just have fun. No, you're hitting ninth. Nobody's relying on you to hit clean up and bang home runs along no. with Judge. Just just have fun. Make all the defensive plays. And, you know, do what you can to help the team win. That's all you need to do. And he was expected to come up at some point this year. Right. It's just that the way he played in spring training, the fact that Peraza struggled some, opened the door for him to, to get it right away. So hopefully this is the start of many good things to come. 
All right, Gordon Damer. Now it's time for my favorite part of this segment. It's time for Answers with Aaron. That's where Gordon Damer tries to mold and meld the mind of the Yankee skipper to translate just exactly what he's trying to say. Now, Gordon, this is a this is an easy one. We're starting you off easy. Easy. Okay. Because it's a five nothing win. So obviously the topic is <laughs> Anthony Volpe. So Aaron Boone was asked very simply, how did Volpe handle opening day? How did Volpe handle opening day? Well, everything's going to be super terrific, fantastic, uh, amazing. So I'll say that he thought that uh, he handled it uh, perfectly. He was, you know, he made the the plays in the field. He stole the base. He got the walk. He was, he was, he was as good as you could be, as good an opening as you can have as a as a rookie player coming into a big spot for the New York Yankees. Aaron Boone, how did Volpe handle opening day? I thought really well, man. You know, I mean, first AB, you know, gets the big walk, steals a base, handled the routine plays in the field, turned a double play had the right at bats, you know, even the punch out there, you know, first and third, we were at another scoring opportunity. He's having the right at bat, you know, he's seeing the ball. He's not anxious. I, I thought he was terrific. I thought he was really good. And you thought you would be rusty. I, well, that was a really easy I will not have an easier one all year than that. <laughs> I mean, he was probably, he probably said the same basic things about everybody. Yeah, he may have. He may have. He may have. But listen, you know, look, that's what happens when you win, Gordon. This is like my spring training. That's it. That's it. Easing into it. Absolutely. And listen, if they keep winning like this, it'll be easy. I'll take easy ones every night. I'll be more than happy. (laughs) It's when when Josh Donaldson strikes out four times and and he tells us that, no, I see good things. I think he's going to turn around really soon. Yeah. No, I'm not going to talk to him about not running out the home. No, run. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to get on that. He's not going to change anyway, so why bother talking to him about? Yeah, it? see, see, that's when it becomes a little irritating. Mm. You, you know that that that's when it'll be tough. That's when it'll be tough. But for right now, listen, enjoy it. I'll take the it. one to know. It doesn't get better than this. No. <laughs> After one game, you're perfect. You're all set. You're all set. Yeah, well, look, you know, the problem is the Yankees are in this position. It's like the worst position to be in when you have all these expectations mm-hmm. and you have not been able to cash in. So there, I think there's diminished expectations this year. So maybe Absolutely. that might lead to better results. All right, my friend. Have fun on Saturday. Will do, Larry. Have a great weekend. We'll see you then. See you all next right. week. Yep. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Harvey, Joe, thank you very much. Freddie and Fitz next on 98.7 ESPN. Correct the mundo. <laughs>